Hello, welcome to the home for infinite losers. It's the podcast where in the next five minutes we're gonna talk about all of Dragon Ball. How many episodes do we open up like this? I it's well, God, this can't be the first so one. Sad. A lot of them. A lot of them. It's this podcast was a mistake. I mean, yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I we're, mean, we're commi- we are, if anything, committed to our mistakes. I think the original idea of watching Dragon Ball Z was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's all Mike's fault. Let's get him. I love you, Michael. I mean, if y'all don't anyway. want me here, I'll just leave. <laughs> no, I want you here very much so. Anyway, I'm I'm Luke. That's Emily and Mike. Who even cares anymore? I'm Emily. That's the voice who's named Emily is me. So, I'm Mike. I, mean, I actually I'm... like it when people know who I am. <laughs> ah, whatever. <laughs> See, the thing is that Luke it's doesn't just... care about us at all. We're just we're just Every... peons to him. I mean, no, it's we're all peons in the face of this <laughs> endless monolith of garbage. Yep. In, in many in many ways, literal peons. This, t- mm. I recommend. This t- is that where that word comes from? I genuinely don't know. I don't think so. I, I Let's ha- look it up. I ha- I hate this episode because like I want. I was about to say like I recommend people watch this in Japanese and not English to avoid the racism, but then yeah. I'm like, oh wait, there's probably more horniness, and like bad horniness, guys. To be clear, bad like gross sex humor in the Japanese version. So. You did, watch the even if you watch the censored English version, yeah, you're gonna get the racist voices. So I don't just don't watch Dragon Ball. Half this Keon episode is, the, is a cool martial arts tournament story, and the other half is looking up Bulma's skirt. Yeah, like Peon is derived from the Spanish word for pawn. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like, here's the thing: like, if if you if you if you had, didn't have the racist accents, and you cut out all the Bulma scenes. This then you have a about two minutes. This would be a great episode, though. This would be a great two minutes of Dragon Ball. It's, it's longer than... I mean, like, I'm not saying cut out the English voice. I'm not saying cu- I'm not saying cut out the scenes with the bad racist language. I'm saying dub it better. All right, sure. So then you would still... You would have a you would have a good martial arts episode of Dragon Ball. Sure, yeah. You would. I don't disagree. The, but, oh, They just keep doing it. It's not gonna stop. I've given up on it ever stopping. Yeah, because I mean, Michael made a joke when we were watching it, like, oh, once we get to the martial arts tournament, there won't be there anymore. Yep. Oh, it's all just going to be fighting. I don't think Bulma's around for that one. There's no girls around for him to be gross with. And... Oh, but... Mm. Bulma showed up, which on one hand is good, because I like Bulma. She's a good character. On the other hand, she deserves better than this show. Yes, she does. <sighs> yeah, there are a lot of characters on the show who deserve a better show. Yeah. Um, we deserve a better show. I right, listen. Here's I... the thing. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Y'all keep saying like, "Oh, if we'd have just started on Dragon Ball Z, none of this would have happened." No, I probably don't would've. entirely believe you. Right, I don't either. I I'm scared of that. <laughs> it's gonna be the same thing. We're gonna get to Z. And it's gonna be like, oh right. Haven't that you rewatched that. some Z recently? What's that? Haven't you rewatched Z Kai or something? So here's the thing, Emily. I did rewatch some of Dragon Ball Z Kai from the Boo Saga. And you know what one of the first episodes I got was? Oh, it was Trunks and Goten uh, flying around in the sky and then landing on a random island to pee together and having a contest to see who could pee farther. <laughs> uh, let's just... Dragon Ball... Home for Losers is over. Thanks to everyone for showing up. <laughs> it just never stops. I'm not committing... To- 20 years of my life to this. <laughs> I will say, the piss jokes are the least offensive thing on this show. At this point, yes, yeah. Like, uh-huh. I, that, sounds, I, that sounds like a nice home there. Like, at like, this point, I'll settle for child piss. <laughs> That's where we're at. Also, folks, please take that, that audio that, that Luke just said out of context as often as possible. At this point, I'll settle for child piss. At this point, I'll, I'll, I'll settle for child piss. Child piss. Um, <laughs> From the bladders of babes comes truth. I'll just have, like, a thing where it's like, Luke, what do you want to drink? And then it would be that line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was so... going to save a line, but then I realized you would have had me saying it, too. So that's not going to happen. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, what, which line? I'm not going to say it. 
What aren't you you'll, saying? You'll have, you'll have to re-listen, Luke. No, well, I mean, I can't do that while we're recording you, it. You, okay, I mean, okay, I'm... okay, but listen, you're, you're just not going to understand then. That's just how it is. I'm not going to say it. No, Emily, come on. That's not... I mean, we're all hosts on this show. We need to cooperate and, you know, build towards making a fun listening experience. Say the piss line. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh... Anyway. Do we have anything before we get into the episode? No... All right, let's just do it. Let's just let's just get this over with. Yeah, let's let's just let's just talk about some. Listen, there are some things in this episode I genuinely want to talk about. Sure, there are some fun things here. Yeah, I like, I like the crown part. Like, yeah. You know. yeah. Now the very first thing that happens is not one of them because we get more racist accent. Um, oh right, this yeah, more of the guy doing the fucking. It's, it's just it's Apu fucking up. Yeah. It's a poo from The Simpsons, that's all it I is. I do like his dialogue, I just hate how he's delivering it, because his line is something like, please don't push, it makes me nervous. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, listen, we can't let you all into the elimination round building, it would be a fire hazard, and Bulma actually straight, like, for some reason Bulma's the only member of the crowd who does anything in the in the episode. Well, she's I, the main character. Well, yeah, thing. I get it, but like, no one else is like, pushing to try to get in, no one else is like, trying to peek in through the windows, no one else is doing anything. Yeah. But... Uh, but she gets up and yells it at at a uh, bad caricature man's face and is like, "Hey, how are we supposed to see our friends fighting in there if they're if we can't see them?" And he's just like, "Well, you'll have to use your imagination." And I have to go see my friend number Johnny Five after this, and that's it. Yeah, cut to mm-hmm. the title card. She, she does literally say, "How are we going to see our friends and boyfriends fighting?" Oh, uh, did we say the name of this episode? Oh, it's called Elimination Round. It's episode 20. But the Japanese title is, Will It Appear? The Power from Training. Oh, I see. Okay, from yeah, the I was going to say, Will What Appear? I mean, uh, that's... I'm torn. Because, like, the Japanese titles tend to be a lot more evocative, but also they're just kind of... Why are you that long? Why, why is that? That's not a snappy title. That's not good. Yeah, that tends to just be how, like, from I mean, my maybe it sounds with... snappy in Japanese. Yeah, like, my experience watching anime, a lot of anime episodes are titled like that in Japanese. Uh, it's not universal, but, like, Sailor Moon has nothing but titles like that. And the titles are also, like, huge spoilers in Sailor Moon always. It's like, tune in for the next episode of Sailor Moon, a shocking revelation! Sailor Moon dies! <laughs> like, that level of spoiler. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know... This tournament is like, as far as it, it does not seem like it's televised at all. This seems like a real bum deal that you don't get to see the elimination rounds at all because they make up the majority of the event. Well, kind of, kind of not, because uh, we'll yeah, get into it. So there's some, this, speed yeah, there's like a hundred and thirty-seven uh, competitors, and obviously that doesn't yeah. split totally evenly into four parts, but they're right. split into four brackets. Um, well, actually, there I is guess... one bracket that explicitly has a guy getting a buy, which I appreciate. Yeah, although, well, here's the thing: they say four brackets, but it's the top two from each bracket. So, really, technically speaking, there's eight brackets. Yeah, um, I'm not really clear on how the whole like it, it's a confusing bracket it's, on the board. Yeah, yeah, the bottom line is that like there's a bunch of elimination rounds, and at the end of it, eight people go on to the actual tournament. Right. Um. But I kind of lost my train of thought. Uh, but the, but the ridiculous thing of it is. I get that they've got a lot of competitors to go through. Yeah. But I guess this tournament is all happening in one day or something, because, like, they decide that the time limit for every match is one minute. Right. 60 fucking seconds. That is... And listen, I get it, it's anime, and so a lot of these fights that we actually get to see are over in, like, one blow anyway. But that's fucking ridiculous. One minute? Yeah, that seems very fast. I mean, I think... I think uh, I think that actually is basically how sumo wrestling works, except it's a best of some number. It's not like you well, do and, the one one like minute a, match and it's done. Like they, they refer frequently to the fact that these rings are smaller than the official tournament ring. They're still pretty big, though. I, I haven't watched a ton of sumo wrestling or anything. Those are relatively small rings, aren't they? Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah. Um, but like, and here's the thing: I'm not bringing it up sumo because Japan. I'm just bringing it up because that's the closest real life analog to this that I can think of. Right, and also we have friends that have gotten really into sumo wrestling lately. Yeah, it, it's actually really cool, and I kind of want to try watching it. Um, I can see that, yeah. But uh, like, but still, like, you you have to either ring out your opponent, 
knock them out, have your opponent surrender or win on points after 60 seconds. Yeah, just, yeah, they, they they said, yeah, after a minute, basically, it's a win by decision. Like, a, sing, a single round of a boxing match is three minutes. Yeah. And that's uh, just one a, of, like, yeah. however many rounds they end up going. That's, and, it's just simply doesn't seem like enough time. Yeah. And, like, I mean, the we thing see is, what it is. <laughs> well, right, but what I was going to say, like, it's not like we're actually going to watch all of the, uh, all the matches. He could have said any number there, and it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just, it's the fact that they say that. That's we only actually see. Uh, we don't even see all of Yamcha, Goku's, and Krillin's matches. Like we no, just yeah, we just yeah. see like each of their first match and each of their last match, um, and that's that's it. We get a bit of a montage action in between there, but like, and I and I get it. We're condensing an an entire like elimination round of a fighting tournament down to one episode, and I go into this appreciating the fact that like. Eventually, probably even within the series, but definitely in like in just shonen anime in general, we'll get to the point where tournament arcs will last for like five years. Like I know we'll get there, yeah. but like I, I actually don't think any of the tournament arcs in Dragon Ball Z are that like dragged out. I mean, maybe like we'll see. Yeah, um, like uh, my memory's not perfect with it, but I think they're all relatively snappy. But it, at least for me, it's 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 wild to have this conceit of like, okay, this is the tournament with all the best fighters in the whole of the world. We begin with only 137 people. Yeah. That's it. And then we whittle them down to eight over the course of a day. Yes. That is... The scale of that is absolutely bananas to me. Yeah, very much so. And and I know I'm overthinking it, because this is an anime thing, it's bullshit, whatever. Right, and, right, right. And, and honestly, everything feels so... It, what's wild about that is not only is that a ridiculous scale in and of itself... But again, only like half the episode is actually the tournament because we spend so much time on the gross stuff we're dancing around right now. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's just weird. Well, we got the announcer guy like announcing all these rules. I really like his voice in the English dub. He yeah, sounds like because it's like, the only one where he's not doing a racist accent of well, some sort. Well, also, because he just sounds like he's like, Ugh, like this fucking bullshit again, and like because he says like yeah. I don't like repeating myself. Listen up, and I like I'm like I, I like this guy. He, oh, we're talking cool. the guy with the sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he's, yeah, he's got, like, beady little eyes. Hey, Dude, what's the up, everybody? The... We're gonna do the tournament today, so you need to pay attention. Yeah, Not, that guy. Yeah, that, that's I, the ref. Uh, Emily's talking about the announcer guy at the start, the the guy with the huge mustache. Oh, the mustache guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's also good. He's yeah, cool. Yeah, he's just like, and... all right, listen up, fuckers. Uh, there are 137 <laughs> of you. We're, and he lays out the rules that we just laid out. One minute, tiny little ring. Uh, yeah. You knock your opponent out, you knock your opponent out of the ring, or they surrender. Uh, by no that killing, point, or by you win way. on rounds. Yeah, he actually does specify if you kill your opponent, you are you were disqualified. So no right. murdering and, and no weapons yep. are allowed. And he says claws are okay if they're natural, which I love. Yeah, he says like <laughs> yeah. the only like sharp objects and shit like that you can use, but only if you were born with them. Right. And that's the long and short of that. And we get we pan out the window, and we immediately get into the crux of the B plot. And it's that Bulma wants to what? see over the window, so she. Wait, can do we see get that fighting. first, or do we get something very good first? Because uh, it pans over to Krillin and Goku, and Krillin is freaking out about how many people are here, and also the fact that most of them are four times taller than he is. But I don't care about any of that. I care about the fact that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is in the background. That's one of the Excuse me, I didn't catch Look, that. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of the, where? Just the random background extras is like a. A color, like, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but colored like it's a person. It's around, like, uh, the 3 minute 28 second mark. Okay, 3 minute 20. Let me go back here. Okay, I got, yeah, I've, I've got to find this. This is extremely giant important. Orb with a sailor outfit and, like, yeah, like, big rosy cheeks and a huge smile. Oh my god, he is! It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man! It's the fucking Stay Puft! They, mi- they miscolor him. Like, his head is, like, actually flesh colored. But right, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. 100% the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Holy shit. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Yep. <laughs> That's fantastic. But yeah. <sighs> Bulma wants to see up in the window like she did I, when I, she was watching I, for, I, for, I forgot to mention this last um, episode, but there's a shot in, in that episode of uh, a guy in the background who has a very defined face, and I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Toriyama's face. Or oh, one really? of his editors or something. I totally forgot to mention that. So nice. But you guys reminded me of it because he put a reference to Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in here. <laughs> right. 
But, but uh, so yeah, Bulma's Bul- telling Oolong to turn into a stool, and he's like, "Fuck that!" Because right, the window is very high, is the thing. It's probably like eight feet off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, and then she says, "If he doesn't, he's gonna. She's gonna make him shit himself." She doesn't Which say is that. We've wondered about. Okay, she doesn't say that in the Japanese version. Oh, she really? doesn't. What she say in the Japanese? She just says like, "Just do it," and he's oh, like, "Okay," and he's like, "God damn it, you!" He, he says in his head like, "Yeesh, it's always like this pig mistreating broad." That's it. Like, okay, yeah, because no, in the English no, version... There's no reference to the piggy bullshit. <laughs> right, in the English so, version, she threatens to make him shit some more, which means either that pill just permanently affected his body, or she has slipped him additional pig shit pills since yes. then. Or, even if it has worn off, he's, he doesn't know that yet. Right. But in the original... Okay, so it sounds like in the original they dropped it, um, yeah. but they're keeping it in the dub, which... Poor call, dub. Um... <laughs> but whatever. I mean, uh, listen, uh, uh, this episode starts off with, it sounds like the dub is doing, like they are, they've got a bucket and they're trying to bail out a sinking boat. Yeah, you're with right. With the way they tweak the dialogue during this whole section. They are trying so hard, but in <clears throat> There's any case, nothing to be done. Uh, Oolong at least insists, like, I'm not going to transform, because I can't hold a transformation for that long anyway. Right. So just get he gets down on all fours and just tells her to stand on his back. Uh-huh. Um and then after a while, well as she does uh, as she stands on his back, he sees up her skirt and he goes like, yeah, That's what and this I call this becomes the thing of eventually he ends up standing up and she's standing on his shoulders. And this just we we actually cut back and forth between this business and the tournament a lot throughout the episode, yeah. but like we can condense it down into like a couple of sentences here. Periodically, from now th- until like maybe halfway through the episode, we'll cut out to Bulma, uh, Oolong, and Puar watching the action. We'll get a moment of Oolong like stumbling under Bulma's weight, uh, right. and then noticing that he can see her skirt, and then we get the shot of the skirt because anime and, is and, garbage. And in the English version, they keep trying to say stuff where he's like, "Good thing I'm not a pervert," and it's like, "Fuck off!" Right? Yeah. Like his face is. In, clearly in fairness, like... I think that's supposed to be sarcasm. No, I do not think it's supposed to be sarcasm. I think they're doing everything they can to try and convince you that this is not as bad as it looks. Yeah, because <laughs> his I don't lines know. are always like, "I think I, I think it's supposed to be a joke." Ah, uh, I don't. <laughs> but um, but like yeah. His bottom first line, is, line this is, is, "Oh, I guess that's why mountain climbers don't wear skirts." And it's not said sarcastically. It's said like, "Oh, huh." Oh, no, Bulma, you seem to have made a crucial error yeah. and worn a skirt while climbing up onto me. Oh, oh whoops-a-doodle. Like, it's completely mm. sincere. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie-diddly-daisies. But, um, yeah, this, honestly, like, we can we can just kind of, we don't even need to bring it up every time, but just bear in mind, like, every, I would say, minute and a half or so from here yeah. until we get halfway through the episode and the situation outside changes... We're going to repeatedly cut back outside so that literally that can just happen again. We can just be reminded that Oolong and Bulma are out there and reminded that Oolong is looking up her skirt. Yeah, I think it might even be recycling some animation from when she was... The last time she was standing on Oolong looking through a window. Maybe a little bit. There's there's definitely some shot reusage here. We we definitely see the same sequence of Oolong stumbling and then Bulma's skirt moving around like three or four times. Yeah, it's, it's just... It sucks. Yeah... Uh, yeah. Let's get back to the actual meat of the episode. So we cut right. in to see the actual shot that Luke mentioned of the bracket. Yeah. Uh, everyone gets a we it so everyone is assigned a number, but they're drawn randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because this is a TV show, the numbers get drawn uh, in a way that is dramatically appropriate, so that Goku, Krillin, and uh, Yamcha, Yamcha are not in danger of seeing each other until we get to the final eight. Right, yeah. Goku and Krillin are in the same grouping, but like you said, it's the top two who don't fight, so they won't fight each other. And then Yamcha's yeah. in a totally different grouping. Yep. Um, oh, that I almost forgot. And on top of the, the slurry of other just random uh, uncomfortable mm-hmm. st- racist stuff in the dub, there's yeah. also, it's also just a dude dressed like a Native American in the background again. That's still just a... Yep. Toriyama also, just thinks that's a fun costume. Also, a dude dressed like like a tribal African guy, drawn with the same, you know, um, like racist nineteenth century lips that they put on drawings of black people back yeah. then. That he like. I didn't notice that one. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, just a dude like shirtless with like yeah. It's there's it's a bad. lot of characters like that. In there's this. a lot. Yep. Um, yeah. Like in the good parts, I like the part where Krillin gets scared that he might fight Goku, and then 
when Yamcha's like, I'm not in the same bracket as you, and he's happy about it, he's all like, you're not sure you can beat him, are you? And then he's like, no, dude, I just want to fight him in, like, the main stage. I want to make this right. fight yeah, I don't want to deal with. I don't want to deal with no one-minute time limit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They, they... I. So here's the thing about Krillin in this episode, and I think this is a really great Krillin episode just in general, and there's a cool thing with him that we'll get to, but one of the big running things is that Krillin is... Scared. Terrified this entire time. Like, we've gotten... All yeah. through all through all the dirtbag Krillin stuff we got, you know, like, he would he would act super cocky and confident, but, like, it's been revealed pretty plainly that that's all for show. He has some very serious self-esteem issues, top to right, bottom. Right, and right. this this whole episode is really... Like, there's stuff going on with Yamcha and Goku and there's stuff with Bulma and Oolong, but, like... For all intents and purposes, this is a Krillin-focused episode, and I like Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, the Krillin's Uh, like, why are you and Yamcha so confident? There's so many monster-like guys here, and... Right, he says, like, we're surrounded by, like, 23,000 pounds of muscle or something. (laughs) Yeah. And again, Uh, he doesn't really get what Shiroshi told him, because... Because Goku's like, oh, we were training Master Roshi, though. And he's like, but Master Roshi didn't teach us anything. You just made yeah. us do shit. And he's right. like... Yeah. And- I do like that, like, they're looking around. There's one guy who's just, like... Flying? Well, that guy. There is a guy just flying back and forth in the far background who's great. And I love him. But there's also a guy with, like, gigantic weights on a dumbbell that he's, like, doing reps with. And, like, I'm not... I'm not a particularly physically fit human being, but it seems like weight training is not the right thing to be doing right now. No. But maybe you wouldn't want to tax your muscles before you go fight somebody. No. Seems I mean, like it's his warm-up. time warm for up. lifting weights is over. I mean, like, I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess that, that might not be like, a huge weight for him, and yeah, he's just warming up or like yeah, maybe. trying to make himself look bigger, because a lot of people do that where they, like, if you, they'll work out a little bit before a photo thing. And it'll sure. pump your muscles up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Um, but so, first match is Goku. Uh, and as he comes up into the ring, we see some people uh, comment about the fact that there's a little kid going into the ring, uh, one of which. And this, is... I would want to point out that this fight is Goku versus Nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this guy's number name. 70 versus yeah. number 69, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. Yeah. The- nice is honestly. There could be a Dragon Ball character named Nice, yeah. so I didn't get your joke. <laughs> Very probably. Um, so we get but, the uh, uh, and, and yeah, the yeah these people having this conversation. Uh, half of it is just half of it is, is original recipe racist because we get another black caricature, but then on the right is additional dub racism because we get a horrible Asian accent. Yes, yes, straight on, up. Mickey on this dude who's a, so so, so this dude is very supposed to clearly supposed to be Bruce Lee, and we'll actually see him in a fight later. But the yeah, voice they give Bruce him, whoo, yeah. doggy. It's, it's like oof. very, very like I, I, it's like incredibly bad. I can't. I it's... I don't know how even how they got away with this in the early nineties. Like ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and listen, like, folks. I know it feels like we're ragging on it a lot. Like I, we're talking about it a lot. It's we want to be clear. It is happening constantly throughout this episode. Like, and it's painful. There, there have been time. Yeah, there have been times in previous episodes where, like, it'll pop up and then we'll talk about it for a minute or two and then we'll just more or less move on because we're, you know, describing the episode in order. It is relentless in this episode. It is constant and just... And between that and the upskirt jokes that are also constant, speaking of which, we get another one of those before we get to Mm -hmm. see Goku fight. Yep. Just, it's... This is a rough episode. And there are nuggets of good stuff. When we get to the actual bits of Goku, Krillin, and Yamcha having their fights. Right. Especially, again, we're going to have the, the the a really great moment with Krillin in a bit here. But, like, when we get to those, those are diamonds buried in mountains of feces. Yeah, like, as a rule, I've said before, I actually think the censored dub is the best version of this show because it cuts out a little bit of the gross shit. But oh, I just I just can't with these voices. Yeah. yeah, and and listen, we can't speak to the original voices. Maybe there's a whole lot right. of racial caricaturing going on there yeah, that we I, just can't. I don't notice. know what it sounds like when a Japanese speaking person does a racist accent. You know? Yeah, because it just sounds still sounds like a Japanese like. person to us. Yeah. So, but in any case, so uh, Goku goes up against I guess Soda Popinski here. 
Uh, <laughs> with, with the sick punch out reference, speaking of racism. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so the basic thing is this dude is fucking huge. He's like, where's He's my a... opponent? And then like, yeah. Fee, fi, fo, fum, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. And um, basically he goes to grab Goku. And so what I like about this is neither Goku nor Krillin truly understand their own strength yet. Right. Goku, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do- Goku dashes between this guy's legs and has to like Sonic the Hedgehog ass hit the brakes before he runs out of the ring. It's really yeah, good. Goku almost eliminates himself. <laughs> yeah, which is a really great touch. Um, yeah. And then when the 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 big like muscle man like for a second there he genuinely thinks he crushed he crushed Goku to yeah. death and like also like it's listen in this episode I will take what I can get as far as voices go because woof. But this voice actor is also, like, he's not racist, he's just bad at voice acting. Yeah, it's just a bad voice. I will will be your opponent. I'm going to crush you like I would crush a fly. Yeah. You remember, like, old, like, SNES and Genesis games, they would try and insert, like, a voice clip for a boss, (laughs) and it would be, like, really bad? Like, like in that old X-Men game or whatever? That's that's the level we're on now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, Goku's like, no, wait, I'm over here, and, like, goes to gently tap him on the leg to get this guy's attention, yeah. and it knocks him out of the ring. I assume shattered this man's shin bone. Well, well I mean, in fairness, he just, he just loses right. balance, so Goku doesn't, like, really knock him out of the ring. He, it just taps him hard enough that he falls out. Right, but if you look when I he mean, lands, yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's gripping he's, his leg in pain. Yeah, he's gripping his thigh in pain. Like, like he's, oh, shit. He, he, like, really yeah. hurt him. Yeah, and so, and what happens is Goku, like, tries to figure out what the heck just happened, and eventually, and we actually get a moment of Goku actually, like, kind of being smart, which we don't usually get. Yeah. He Everyone puts... thinks that this guy just tripped and fell out of the ring, because, like, obviously he didn't fall out from getting tapped like that. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it just looked like, it, to everyone else, it looks like he just, like, maybe got startled and fell forward. Yeah, not not that Goku was that strong. Yeah. 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 But the important thing that's going to become relevant again in a second is that Goku straight up tells Krillin, like, Hey Krillin, I, I don't think we should use our full strength just yet in these early yeah. rounds. Which is cool. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, <laughs> Krillin's old pals from the, the Shaolin. Is it Shaolin? I don't know. I think it's I Shaolin. Words. Okay. His, his, I hope his, it was. his old his old bullies at the monk place at the yeah. monastery. Um, it says Orin pupil in the subtitles. So. Yeah, that's the name of like their specific temple. Yeah, the, the, the Orin monks show up. Yeah, but they're like, they're taunting him, and Krillin is still, you know, there's the dude flying around in the background, I love him, uh, mm. but Krillin is, he's clearly still terrified of these guys, like, this is, this is clearly, like, just, in spite of Krillin like, logically knowing that he's much stronger than he used to be, he's, like, this is still yeah, years he's, of he's, abuse. he's traumatized by these dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do really like, it's not dirtbag Krillin, but it is good just, like... This guy comes up, he's like, Hey, Krillin, are you competing in a tournament? And Krillin just has this great, like, the voice acting with him is very good. He's like, oh, I mean, I don't know, I thought maybe I could. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this, I, I do love the, sort of the burgeoning, like, friendship between Goku and Krillin. Because Krillin is, oh, it's super Krillin is ready to fucking drop out of the tournament right then. Because he is right. so terrified of these guys. And Goku's just like, nah, dude. You got this. In fact, remember what I just said about not using our full strength? Forget that for this round. Murder yeah, you know what, Who cares? Commit a murder on stage. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's th- like, this is a lot of really good episodes. There's a really lot of, a lot of really good moments between Krillin and Goku in this episode, and I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I believe before the actual fight, we get more Oolong and Balma stuff. I think oh, this is where we Oolong finally get sort of the... We get the culmination of the first phase of that nonsense, and it's that um, Bulma and Oolong finally lose their balance and fall over. Uh, and they also pull Poir down to the ground with them. Well, and- we also, yeah, we get it. We get a close up of one of the f- top eight finalists here. Which, we, yeah, we don't know that yet, but that yeah. is Bacterian, who will be showing up in a future episode. I wonder he just kind of mashes his face up against a uh, window. Right. That's yeah. I forgot. That's why they fall over because that big yeah. scary dude shows up in the window. And we get an extended sequence of Bulma <sighs> flailing around on the ground. Poir, she can't figure out why she can't see. It's because Poir is clinging to her face. And, you know, as long as 
in, uh, and, you know, Poir will explain in a second, when she gets terrified, she just clings to something. Right. Yeah, and Bulma lands with, like, her legs splayed out, and at first, Oolong just takes a good long look, and then he turns around and sees that there's an entire crowd taking a good so long look. bad! Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like, I mean, they can't watch a fight yet because they're not allowed into the building, so let's just watch this 16-year-old girl's underwear. Oh, uh, huge crowd of guys, and when Bulma sees what happens, she's so embarrassed, and I feel so bad for her, and, and it's so and gross. Kinda like, it, which, and kind of like, Oolong tries to, like, half-heartedly try to play the hero here. Like, he, he's like, hey, everybody, don't look. This is my view. Right, yeah, it's just, ugh. Well, then he gives up on that after a split second and just joins the crowd Well, like, they're, yeah. they're, and, and, like, like in the Japanese, he just says, now, come on, you can't look. He doesn't act like he's trying to be, like, it's almost like he's like, no, it's mine. Like, it's even worse. Yeah. And, and, and I do, one part that's good about this scene is I do like how Poir says, when I'm scared, I get grabby. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah, Poir, Poir is <laughs> great. Poir is one of the few genuinely great things about this show. That's perfect angel. Yeah. Like, take take Uh, Long out of his scene and just have it be a cute scene where where Bulba and Poir fall over and no one, there's no panties and... I hate... But no, it doesn't exist. So so Bulma figures out what happened and gets super embarrassed and we basically have a commercial break. It's really shitty. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. That's where the act it's break happens. It's not funny, and like it's supposed no, to be a not. joke, and it's just it's no like, that poor girl. No. Nah, it's trash. yeah. I, I but, do want to say a bit of a thing to recover from it. So we go to the we have the the eye catch to go to commercial, and then the eye catch right, back. Yes, I hope you're about um, to bring up what I am. <laughs> yeah, so we have these two boys uh, dressed in normal clothes run by laughing as this monk watches them run by, and uh-huh. then a little monk boy runs by chasing after them and also laughing stops to bow. The other monk like gives him like a little mini half bow, and then he goes back to running and playing it's with the normal really kids. Cute. And like, yeah, it's, cute. it's a it's really cute. cute moment in this okay. otherwise fucking just. Uh. That's cute, but you did not bring up the part I like, which is immediately after that, where it's just two monks hanging out, chatting, and the line you hear from one of them is, "I just love fighting." It's good. Yeah, the delivery that he has to give to like fit the lip <laughs> reading, it's. It's like it's there's just this dramatic pause. I really like fighting. And in the yeah. Japanese, I'm seeing they didn't say anything at all. It's just maybe. No, I'm looking. No, maybe not. Just... I'm looking at it. They're not. They're not. They don't say yeah. anything. They just have. Oh, it's just a flash. crowd shot where they happen to animate someone yeah. in the front. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I, yeah, I just love fighting. It's really good. <laughs> I like that more. It's good. <laughs> but so, uh, Bulma, Oolong, and Poir are getting ice cream. I guess. Yeah. Um. And we get this exchange where, like, Bulma's mad at Oolong, understandably, and mm-hmm. her thing is like, well, I'm not buying you ice cream. And and Oolong's just, like, tells the ice cream guy, hey, do you take checks? Which... Yeah, and again, because of the way the Japanese, you know, worked, the, the like, how they have to sink the mouths, it's actually... I don't want to give any points to anything Oolong-related in this episode, but it's good delivery, where he's like, hmm. And he just, like, stops for a beat and then turns to the ice cream guy, you take checks? Yeah. Like, honestly, Oolong's voice actor does fine. Like, as much as we shit on Oolong, the dude playing him is doing fine. It's not his fault, except for insofar as he's complicit in letting this happen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, like, with the material he's given, he does a good job. Yeah. But anyway, so, so, Bulma can... I don't know what this is in the Japanese, but in the English dub, Bulma promises, like, okay, Oolong, I'll take you to a candy store if you turn into a ladder. What is it in the Japanese, hun? She'll give him her panties. Yeah, that sounds about That's right. That's what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Which, even, like, even watching the dub, when she's, I'll take you to the candy store, I'm like, wait. Wait, is that, like, a euphemism? <laughs> I mean, granted, I... Take you to the candy shop. Right, I was gonna Let say, I did go hear... I did hear the song Candy Shop every morning on the bus to middle school, so maybe that's colored my idea of what being taken to the candy store means. Wow. But, you know. I mean, there's 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 a lot of... Like, candy is not a new euphemism for fucking. Sure. You know. But, yeah, it's just... Uh, that happens. thing we should mention is that they keep talking about how Master Roshi's not around. That's kind of important. Yeah. 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 I will say, I will say, because I know you two are dancing around it because you don't want to spoil it for me. 
the, again, there are some things I know about this show because yeah, sure. of cultural osmosis. I do know about the whole Jackie Chun twist. We mm. might have spoiled it for you, actually. I yeah, we've been pretty fast and loose with spoilers. Yeah, but I I do know that 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 Master Roshi is in disguise and secretly in the tournament. I I am aware yeah. of that, so we don't have to yeah. we don't have to dance around it. But Mine yeah, spoiled so this... it for our listeners. Thanks. Way to go, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, so there's a they make a point of the fact that he's he's just not around. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, so it's time for Curlin to murder the shit out of one of his childhood bullies. It's really good. Right. And I'm also, I like absolutely here guy. for it. There's yeah. a tiger guy in the background. He's good. He looks very yeah. fluffy. There's a, the guy next to him just looks like Poir's dad. Yeah, you're right. I just noticed that now. <laughs> I just like a man-sized Poir. <laughs> He's a longer snout, too, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I love the shot of, like... This scene, like, the cinematography of it, it does a really good job with, like, the limited animation budget of yeah. emphasizing just how intimidated by this guy Krillin is. Because we get this shot of him, like, as he climbs into the ring, he, like, rises into frame. We see a close-up of his head, yeah. and then his body moves up, and it's like he's, he's like, he's just, like, growing and becoming more massive and intimidating. And then we get, like, a yeah, Dutch yeah. angle. Right. And, like, it, it genuinely does a great job of, like, really putting you in Krillin's headspace. Like and I don't want to like I don't want to gush too much about this show because again like everything else we're talking about because fuck this show yeah but like <laughs> but this sequence is genuinely great so I mean credit to you know the folks storyboarding this or whatever because like this this well, it, bit it, it, is it's, really good it's talented people making garbage yeah. <laughs> well right but I mean this again this like cross section of this episode isn't garbage no yeah this part yeah, okay yeah. yeah I already said that though that this this, right, no, this I know, I know. the martial arts is good That's it's good, good. yeah we, we are all oh, I ju- uh, yep I just I just saw the the primal voodoo man you were talking about in the background who boy uh-huh. yeah there no, he I'm, is I'm not even I was gonna like oh I should look no I'm not I don't want to see it I'm good. yeah no it's not worth it um, <laughs> but anyway so but, yeah so uh, yeah Krill, this guy throws one punch, Krillin leaps 20 feet in the air, lands behind him, and then just dive kicks straight into his gut, shoves his stuff, like wraps his stomach around his spine with how hard he kicks him. Yep. <laughs> and uh, sends him flying through the wall, and uh, outside where he crashes into the outer wall. It's really yeah, that good. That man is dead. That yeah, man is dead. <laughs> we get a nice, um, we get a nice uh, visual gag. Bulma, then Oolong, then Poir are marching single file with, with their ice cream, ice cream cones. And as the guy whizzes by, they all lose their ice cream cones. Bulma's lands on Oolong's head. Oolong's yeah, like lands on... Like, the backdraft of this guy flying through the air rips the ice cream out of their hands. Yeah, and when we, when we see them again in a second, we'll get a comedy shot of Oolong and Poir, like, wiping the ice cream off their heads, which is funny. Yeah. But then we cut back to everyone looking... Everyone, including Krillin, looking absolutely shocked at what just happened. And then the referee's just like, well... I guess competitor 93 wins. Yeah, see, so here's the thing to me. The referee is not at all shocked. He has seen this level of shit before. Yeah, and I hate to ruin it, but in the, in the Japanese one, he is shocked. Because I like it in oh, the English he? way more, where he's like, yep, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because, I mean, listen, it's going to get down to the top eight, where, like, they're all this good. Yeah. Like, he's seeing other shit like this all day long. I mean, to be fair, though, I, yeah. like the, the other top eight aren't kids. Yeah, I mean That's he true. he might be he might be new. We know that Mush Mustache Man is is fucking sick of this nonsense, right? Um, but anyway, regardless of whether or not it was candy or panties, uh, the deal with Oolong yeah. is off because now there's a hole in the wall that Bulma can watch the tournament through. Right. Even so, though he was like rip roaring ready to go, he turns into a ladder, but then he sees the hole and does a little pratfall as a ladder. Ooh, yeah. Whatever. Fuck off. <sighs> That's basically the end of that subplot. Thankfully. Thank God. Yeah. At least till uh, next episode when they find another excuse to be gross. Yep, I'm sure they will. Uh, so anyway, it is uh, Giant Man versus uh, it's it's literally Heavy Weapons Guy from Team Fortress Two Kinda. against Yamcha. I love how every fighter that is just a giant because they want to show how strong the main characters are. Yeah, like yeah. it looks it looks like an animation error that they just scaled the characters incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was actually saying to Emily while we were watching this together earlier, I want one day for them to get to, like, to have a moment in a fighting anime where this massive hulking brute shows up and, like, yeah. doesn't instantly think that the other person is weak just because they're small. 
Like, they've seen this shit before. They know how anime world works. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, I need to be careful. This dude's tiny, and that means he's going to move at, like, a thousand miles an hour. I need to be ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like, you know, we talked about Full Metal Alchemist last week. They do, like, kind of an inversion of the big guy thing. Because, like, the bad guy that's the big guy on their team is Sloth, who's, you know, like, the eight-foot-tall muscle guy. But then he reveals that he has super speed powers. And so he can just, like, you know move extremely fast and also is eight feet tall it's good nice full podcast metal cast alchemist i also will also ed in that show is very tiny has a conflict about it that's true anyway yamcha beats the shit out of this man he, he does like a really cool kick thing he like jumps up his chest and then kicks him in the face hard enough for yeah. him to just start foaming immediately well, the thing yeah, is, like, the, the I, big I, guy does that thing that every uh, giant dude in in anime that you fight has to do at least once. Where it's like, yeah, I'll let you hit me one time for free, right? And then he's down. I will say, you know, obviously he wins in one hit. He's obviously very strong. I feel like right from this moment, it's clear Yamcha's not on the same level as Goku and Krillin, right? Yeah. Like, he didn't, n- he didn't send this guy forty feet in the air. You know, well, maybe he held back better than they did. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know, it just seems like he, even though he won, and won decisively, it was not as much of a blowout as Goku and Krillin's yeah. fights. Uh, no, I, I do definitely think Goku and Krillin are stronger than Yamcha at this point. I just yeah. also think that's not necessarily an indicator of that, but you're you're right, so. Yeah. But uh, then it kind of just speeds up, we get a little bit of a montage of, uh, you know, them winning fights. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're just blasting It shows this. that Yamcha fought the other bully. You got yep. his ass kicked, too. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we get uh, the guy with the racist Chinese voice fighting Krillin. Yeah, yeah, the Bruce Lee guy. God, he beats the so snot out of bad. Krillin, but then Krillin just shrugs it off. We actually get a really great moment where, like, Krillin gets up after taking the dude's, like, signature move. He's like, okay, it's my turn. And, like, we get this really great little fanfare behind him. It's it's like yeah. it's like it's like a cheap synthesizer horns or something. It's based. It, it's one step away from being someone on a kazoo going. Duh, 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 duh. Well, and we get this whole thing. It's you know what dirtbag Krillin peeks his head up for just a second because this guy like knocks Krillin down and is just like stomping on his back over and over, and Krillin is like twitching and groaning in pain. And then he just gets up and like sticks his tongue. I was like, nah, I'm fucking with you. Anyway, yeah. I'm gonna kick your ass now. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, and he just surrenders instantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, I think that's the end of Krillin's bracket, right? I th- I think, yeah, I think more yeah. or less. Uh, right. Does anyone else fight anyone significant? Like, I mean, Goku fights a dude. Uh, well, Yamcha uh, oh, fights uh, a wolf man. Yeah, and he even makes a point of, like, oh, you're gonna use wolf fang fist? <laughs> fucking like, humans. Yeah. Let me Yo, show you how a wolf does it. fucking racist piece of shit, Yamcha. <laughs> yeah. Right, Yamcha's just like, I'm gonna hit you with the wolf fang fist! And the wolf is just like, dude, that's problematic. <laughs> it's really good. And then I think Goku has one more match, doesn't he? I, I, Cassie made a good joke about like the guy, the wolf being like, um, human fang fist. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Then continuing that on, Goku's final match is against this old dude who like assumes a fighting position. And goes, now it's time to use the legendary tiger fang fist. Which is it's a really good great. Lion Fang yeah. Fist. Lion Fang Fist. Yeah, yeah, okay. What's, what's <laughs> great about this is the dude loses so quickly because he can't figure out what Goku's technique is. And right. I like I like the idea that like the secret to the Roshi style is to deliberately not have a technique and just be really, really sure. strong. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. like, your opponent can't read you if there's no method to what you're doing. Because I'll say, this guy, yeah, assumes the, the Lion Fang fist position, and then he looks over at Goku, who is, like, squatting with his arms out straight in each direction. He looks like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's defenseless from all sides. What the fuck is this kid doing? Yeah, like, it is... The worst possible position to be when you're about yeah. to fight. And Krillin's, like, before the fight starts, Krillin dares Goku, like, hey, Goku, throw him out of the ring. And Goku's like, that sounds fun. Yeah. And he does it. Right. Yeah, like yeah. you said, this guy is just ranting about, like, what the hell is even... What are you doing as he's getting dragged out of the ring and thrown, like, Bowser and Mario? That's good. It's, it's kind of... It, it weirdly reminds me of a bit from Freakazoid. 
where like it, at one point the villains just yelling at him to like come fight like a normal person for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The best yeah. part about this scene is that after Goku wins, he jumps into Krillin's arms and they hold each other's arms as they get so happy together and so yeah. adorable. They're such good friends. They're very yeah. good buddies. It's very good. <laughs> and then the I think the last actual fight we see is Krillin uh, kicking a bear in the face. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, a yeah, literal yeah. bear, and then yes. um. And then we cut back out to to the pervert party, uh, and because it's the pervert party, Roshi just saunters up and is like, hey, everybody, how's the tournament been going? The prince of the pervert party himself has shown up. And that's it. We get a speech from the the narrator about how the tournament's about to begin in earnest is Yamcha is like, he's thinking about how surprisingly strong Goku and Krillin are, and he's wondering what's been going on there. Goku and Krillin are really celebrating and, and, and dancing around and hugging each other. It's and again, so I, cute! It, it's so cute. And listen, folks, I know. I know how this show eventually goes as far as Krillin eventually being useless and all that yeah. jazz, but I really love seeing Goku and Krillin be best friends. I, oh, yeah, th- <laughs> that never stops. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, yeah, I'm they're always best friends. Like, Krillin, like, you might become kind of, like... The, the punching bag, but they're still best friends. Yeah. yeah. Like, in Dragon Ball Super, Krillin has a whole story arc about how he... Like, even in Dragon Ball Z, he's retired from fighting, because he's like, listen, I'm fucking Krillin, guys. I know. I'm done. Well, plus, he's also he, the strongest human, so it's like, what What am I gonna do? I'm not gonna go beat any aliens or whatever. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a whole arc in Dragon Ball Super where, like, Goku is, like spending time with Krillin to help him build his confidence back up to get him back into martial arts, and it's very good. Yeah. And, like, um... Because his his wife is ashamed of the fact that Krillin was harmed by a bullet. It's good. (laughs) See, I thought you were gonna go, Michael, when you said, like, I know how this show goes. Um, I could easily see pairing up Krillin and Goku... Like, oh, sure. I know they get yeah. married to both the women, but they're very good. Right, yeah. and it's funny because I've been watching. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching Hunter Hunter with Cassie, and they're they have uh, the characters uh, Gon and Kalua, who uh-huh. are who are best friend kids, martial artists, and that they play that pretty hard. And that no, they're just gay, and it's good. So sure. watch Hunter Hunter. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I mean the the thing with with Goku and Krillin being together as a couple is. I, I know that shit gets weird with Goku and Chi-Chi, but I mean... Yeah. I mean, Krillin and 18 seem cute. Oh, yeah, they are. Like, Krillin I, and 18 I mean, are super cute. I am not anti the canon pairings, but also, this is cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, if we're throwing out canon pairings, then I mean, it's Goku-Vegeta. Honestly. Yes, yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. this episode. It sucks. Epi- it sucks. It's got, there are... it's got good moments, but it sucks. Yeah, I, here's the thing. The moments that are good are very, very, very good. But also, if you did a super cut of this episode that was just the good stuff, I think it would probably be like three minutes long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I, that's probably an exaggeration, but it's not as much of an exaggeration as you might think. Yeah. Boof. Yeah. Oofa doofa. It's racist and sexist and bad. Uh huh. It's it's bad in every way. This show has been bad. No piss, I guess. No, nope. Bulma does threaten to make Oolong shit himself in the dub. So yeah. No, it really it checks all the boxes. Yep, checks every box. <sighs> Oof. But bad. But still, um, you know, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to be positive here. Right, because uh, we spent we. I mean, we. It's for good reason, but we do spend a lot of time being like, no, on this yeah. podcast. And I, I do. I do want to sure. try to be a bit more positive and like, yeah. I really, I really liked this moment for Krillin of oh, him yeah. getting to beat up his. Yeah, he, he beat up the bullies. The, the, the parts the that are good in this is amazing. Are great. Yeah. yeah. Dragon Ball is quickly turning into a show that is like uh, like an ear of corn. You got to shuck the garbage off of it, and there is good, tasty stuff inside. But there's a lot you gotta shuck to yeah. get to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so do we have questions? We do have questions. I'm looking at them now. Let's see here. Uh, from Frankie Garza. Describe what your martial arts tournament Dragon Ball OC would be like. Nothing too powerful, but that you could see participating in this first tournament. Oh. Huh. Hmm. So I can't talk about my superhuman who had silver hair and red eyes. Right, yeah, I can't talk about my Dragon Ball OC from middle school... 
that was, or it might have been elementary school, that was just, what if the Eternal Dragon was a guy? And that would be cool. <laughs> I'm immensely uncreative. I'd probably just put my character from Final Fantasy XIV in there. Great. He's, a, uh-huh. he's a big, he's a big gray muscle man with a he's sick true. ponytail. Sure, sure. And he, yeah. and he wouldn't underestimate Krillin because he's seen some tank Lollafell. They, they're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I forget who all the only. I'm trying to remember who all shows up in the top eight here because it's it's Krillin and Goku. It's Master Roshi is Jackie Chun. It's Yamcha. So there's four other ones. I think there's like a big dragon guy. Well, there's Bacterion. There's Bacterion. And then what are the other two? I think there's a like another Bruce Lee guy that no, uh, I, I think Master there's I think there's a, I think there's um uh kind of like an Arabian type character. Is there? I okay. Remember. I hope they don't treat him. Oh, that, yeah, that voice is gonna be fun. Uh huh. I think one of the tournament arcs has like a woman with, and there's bad shit with Master Roshi, but I don't remember if it's this one. I don't think it's this one. I thought you um, said that that was something in Super. That definitely happens in Super. For some reason, I want to say something like that might happen in Dragon. I don't remember for sure. I might be getting my wires crossed. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. But, like, off the top of my head, I think it'd be good to have, like, just a quick, fast guy in there. As opposed to, like, everyone just being very buff and big, you know? Well, like, yeah. mean, like, well I mean, that seems to be the way to go. Like, yeah. like this, uh, this show makes one thing abundantly clear. The, the Dragon Ball philosophy is that, yes, you should be very strong, but also martial arts is just about being faster. I'll just, I'll just put my... Because there's... Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'll, Although yeah. it is it is weird that, like, the whole idea is, like, we did this weighted training shit, which you would think would emphasize... And, like, it does emphasize narratively that they're supposed to be really, really strong. Right. But also just, like, it does... A th- and, and listen, this show gets a lot of things wrong about the way, like, training the human body works bodies work yeah yeah (laughs) but like is it's this idea that if you just get really really swole you will also magically become fast and that's those are things you have to train separately for there's a there's a reason muscle bound is a word we have Mm -hmm. you know um um i would since there's furries in dragon ball i'll just put my oc in it my my well sure yeah if that's that's an option you have for sure (laughs) for sure (laughs) <laughs> Why well, don't I so disappointed about it? <laughs> no, I was saying, you know, for The best puns sure. are the ones you feel it. bad while you're making them. <laughs> Alright, let's see. We've got, um... From Dan Silva. I don't know if the fi- semifinalists all show up in this episode, but which ones could Mark, Hercule, Satan beat in a fight? Tournament rules, of course. We talked about this a little bit last week. I think he beat almost everybody here, except for... Goku and Krillin. Yeah, I, I don't think he could beat Goku and Krillin. I think he could take Yamcha. I think him and Yamcha would have a good fight. I think he could, yeah, have a good fight with Yamcha. I don't know if he'd win, but I don't think it would be a blowout yeah. in either direction. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. That dragon guy might give him some trouble. He I couldn't, that he guy couldn't beat Bacterion. He would lose to Bacterion. Only Krillin can beat Bacterion, as yeah. we'll see. Yes. <laughs> If, if if that bracket had been structured differently, Goku would have lost to Bacterian. Yes, that's absolutely. And Yamcha would have too. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Mr. Satan could, could place in the World Tournament. Because remember, he does win a lot of those tournaments without cheating. Yeah. He's a good fighter. He's just not, you know, insane martial art powers. He couldn't beat Jackie Chan. I don't think he could beat Jackie Chan. No, no, no. You know, but we he beats Spopovich, who's probably on par with, you know, some of these guys. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, from Dory Mingu. Do you think Krillin feels bad about killing his former bully? No. Not even slightly. No. Not a li- not even a little bit. He he, he probably a wishes he a tiny bit. I mean, he probably regrets it being over so fast. <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the bully is alive because they had to go and check. Because like, right? I mean, maybe he did some lasting damage, but like, Krillin didn't get disqualified. So, right? No, he's he's just gonna be in a coma for the rest of his life. But you know, there's a pulse. Yeah. Uh, let's see. From Paul, is Goku a cop? No. What? Hmm. Why would you say that? Hmm. Well, Krillin's a cop, canonically. 
He does become an officer of the law. Okay, but... I mean, okay, so Goku's not literally a cop, so we're but talking is he a about, snitch? Okay, so we're talking about the entire series as a whole, then, and not Dragon Ball. I think so, yeah. Uh, no, Goku's not a cop still, because Goku doesn't... He only fights because he likes fighting. He doesn't, like... He doesn't, like... I mean, does he... Would you say that he, um, sub, like upholds a status quo? I mean, kind of, I guess, and that the world doesn't get destroyed, but, like, other than that... Well, no, no, I mean, I would say he actively fights against the status quo in the Frieza saga. Yeah, exactly. He he fights yeah. Space Hitler and yeah, wins. Yeah, Go- Goku is decidedly not a bootlicker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't think Goku's a cop. Krillin? He's a fucking cop. Yeah, like, well, yeah. he is, so we can't, we can't deny that, sadly. Right. Yeah. Listen, if, yeah, if I mean, Goku listen, was there a, a lot of, there are a lot of things about Goku you could quite rightly criticize him for. I don't think cophood is one of them. If Goku was a cop, a lot more of his friends would be in jail. Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> I want to see them try to build a jail that could hold Vegeta. <laughs> well, I'm just talking more like Oolong and Master Roshi. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jory Mingyu also asked, Goku and Krillin go into the tournament without seeing the extent of their training, right? How dangerous and irresponsible of Roshi is that? Imagine if they didn't realize they had to hold back sometimes. Yeah. How many would be permanently injured by them just tapping their opponent? Yeah. 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 Well, remember, Mr. Ro- Mr. Roshi. Mr. Roshi did say that this was not about winning it was about fighting experience maybe he was ready for them to be like hey you learned your lesson you're you can kill men with your bare hands yeah. i think well there's one thing we have to bear in mind it is established canon that goku and krillin got a lot stronger than roshi expected them to he did not yeah. expect them to go this far right so i think i think he expected I, them to get uh, to the top a because he says like when right. he shows up afterwards he's like good you know Roshi is always... I'm never totally clear on what he is expecting, because, like, he he's the one that gave him the training regimen. Why wouldn't he know how strong that would make them, more or less, you know? Maybe he thought I mean, they the thing is they moved so that boulder that, that he didn't think they would move. Right, yeah. no, I know, I know, but, like, I, why... I, I'm, I'm kind of confused at how much of Master Roshi is an act and how much of it is legit surprise. It seems like a lot of it's legit surprise... But it doesn't make a lot of sense for it to be. Yeah. Oh. It's the. I think the real answer is don't think about it so much. Yeah, we re- we really laid a trap for ourselves by uh, deciding yeah. we were going to analyze Dragon Ball. Yeah, I think is that it for questions? Yes, it is. So if you have a question, I guess I should, I can check the Gmail while we're at it. I sure. want to set the record straight on something while we're all here. Mm-hmm. Because. Chelsea, my beloved girlfriend oh, who edits this podcast, tweeted, <laughs> tweeted out from the Hiffle account, hey, what's our Gmail address? <laughs> I Everybody did assume, I thought everyone that assumed you. that I forgot the email address that I set up. Yes. And she thought it was funny to just let that assumption lie. <laughs> it was, it is funny. And like, really, Luke, is it really unbelievable? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is objectively funny. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> really you know, weird. she does edit this podcast. She could just edit that out. No one. <laughs> she could just edit it so it sounds like I'm saying, oh, that it was absolutely me that did that. Well, you just said that, so that helps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How's the Gmail hmm. looking at? Here's the. Did you get any good emails? I was trying to remember the password, which I think I just got. There we go. It's lo- It's logging in. Uh, let's see. We've got an email from Goggle. Improvements to our privacy policy Shut and up, privacy Luke. controls. Stop. This month, Luke, we're updating stop. our privacy policy to make Luke. it easier for you Luke, to understand please. what information we please collect stop. and why we collect it. We've also taken steps to improve our privacy checkup and other controls we provide to safeguard your data and protect your privacy. Nothing is changing about your current settings or how your information is processed. Rather, we've improved the way we describe our practices and how we explain the options you have to update, manage, export, and delete your data. 
And we simply did this of our own volition and not because of sweeping uh, legislation (laughs) passing in the European Union. Yeah. We're making these updates as new data protection regulations come into effect in the European Union. (laughs) Oh, there you go. And we're taking the opportunity to make improvements for Google users around the world. It it, it continues to go on, but, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? So, anyway, Is there any others? (laughs) No. Okay. If there was any real ones, I wouldn't have read that. I would have been what really the, pissed what is the email if you again? read that and you got an actual email. <laughs> the email is hifflecast at gmail.com. That's H-F-I-L-Cast at gmail.com. And at Hifflecast is the Twitter. Please, at please, for God's sake, send us emails and questions so we don't have to read any more stuff from Google. Honestly, I don't mind if you just send them to the Twitter. That's easier. Then I don't have to remember to check the email. But I will maybe, occasionally maybe read folks a have rant. questions that are too long for the Twitter. Oh yeah, for sure. If you have something yeah. that you know, yeah, doesn't fit into a tweet well, by all means. Actually, but... no. Here's here's something I want to encourage, folks. Okay. If you ever made a Dragon Ball OC when oh, you were yeah. a kid, please yeah. send it to us. Yes. Oh man, absolutely. I mean, listen, we're not we're not gonna. I mean, listen, we'll we'll make jokes, but we're not we're not we're not here to judge you. Everyone made stupid no, characters when all. they were a kid. Yeah, but we want to see him. We want to know. Yeah. What was your Mike? What was your most embarrassing OC as a kid? Oh, it was straight up Mike the Hedgehog. I'm not gonna front. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tell me about Mike the Hedgehog. He was basically me, but a hedgehog. I'm not a creative man. <laughs> I love you, Michael. I mean, was he fast? Oh, you know he was fast. Was he? His his gloves though fingerless. Oh was he less... shit! Oh, He's edgy. Shit. <laughs> was he less fast, as fast, or faster than Sonic? I don't think I ever came to that uh, conclusion okay, okay. one way or another on that one. I gotcha. What was your most embarrassing OC, Luke? Mm-hmm. I'm racking my brain for like a good one that's like really, like embarrassing on that front. I I definitely remember in middle school I had a whole like, I had a whole comic adventure that I was definitely gonna learn how to draw one day that never happened. Uh, it was just a lot of complicated time travel through a magical land and making friends with dragons. Oh, shit. The love interest did get very tall in that one. Yes. Wasn't she a mermaid or something? She was was a mermaid, and then, listen, I I could describe this, but it would actually be too, like, like, it would take too much time to get into. Yeah. Um, like, okay, put good... a pin in that for the. I, I, it, I don't. Yeah. For later. I don't know if it's an embarrassing. It's it's kind of like, it's embarrassing in that it's so fucking cliche. But like, sure. I made like a a character that was I kind of like copied a picture of Cloud and altered it to be like Mrs. Cloud's son, like Cloud and Tifa's son, and he had like the black he had black spiky hair with like a ponytail, and he had like. Kind of like Cloud's outfit, but it was a red sweater with camo pants, and he oh, used damn. a and he used a gun and a sword. I do remember one of the details from my thing. I never played Final Cassie's Fantasy. Cassie's laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> I never played Final Fantasy as a kid, um, yeah. but obviously it's it's pretty unavoidable when you grew up in like the early nineties, two thousands. Um, I, one of the bad guys was named Sephiroth, which I thought was a name I came up my, with myself. And then, like, months after I came up with that name, someone mentioned Sephiroth, the Final Fantasy bag. I was like, oh, oh, that's weird that I came up with, like, that same name. I didn't. I wasn't thinking of that guy when I... Oh, man, he is. he does have angel wings. Ah, oh, shit. Damn, damn it. it. Yeah. I was thinking of <laughs> Sephiroth when I made... Damn it. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dang, like, it, it was very much not a deliberate knockoff. Ugh. But yeah, send us your Dragon Ball OCs. That sounds fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And again, like I talked about earlier in this, that I had a, I had a, it wasn't like much of an OC. It was just like a human fighter guy, who yeah. I probably named after myself at the time. Yeah, and... I said my Dragon Ball OC was like, what if they went to wish on the Dragon Balls, but then the Dragon Balls like malfunction and just a guy popped out of them, and now he's their buddy. And he can go, like, Super Dragon instead of Super Saiyan, and that'd be cool. Yeah, it's And cool. that basically happens in GT, but they're bad guys. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I think it's, and he just had silver hair and red eyes, and he went superhuman. Because I yeah. wanted humans to be on par with Saiyans, because... Right. Because humans get so much shit in those in that series. Yeah, yeah. I will say, my big gray muscle man in Final Fantasy that I mentioned earlier, I did give him red eyes. 
He's good. Great. <laughs> I love your I love your Final Fantasy character. Came your right, I think I think that about wraps it up for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emily, do you got anything to plug? Um, you can find me on other audio entry podcasts like Teenagers of Attitude and In Pursuit of Passions, and you can find me on Twitter at This Is Emeralds. What about you, Mike? Uh, you can find me on Teenagers with Attitude, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Great. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find this show and a whole bunch of other great ones at AudioEntropy.com. I'm on several of them, like Totally Reprise, MCU Complete Me, Teenagers of Attitude, and probably others I'm forgetting. Who knows? Uh, you can also, on Saturday nights at about 9 o'clock central, go to bit.ly slash silverpines to watch Silver Pines, which is a uh, RPG thing that I GM. Uh, Mike and Emily both play in it, uh, as well as Molly and Ashley from Totally Reprise, Julie from Transmission Radio. Uh, and it's, it's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's, I think that about covers us here. Uh, the yep. tournament's actually, what, you got something, Mike? No, I was just agreeing. Okay. Okay. The tournament's actually getting underway tomorrow, probably. You know, I think so. Hopefully there'll be less racism. Please let there be less racism next time on the Home for Infinite Losers. Da 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 da